This is the Wildflower Bee Farm Podcast for January 17, 2021. Hello, everyone. It's Hank here. It's been uh, cold and warm and cold, and uh, right now we're at about one degree outside with some flakes, but also some melting, so it's a really strange kind of world. I'm going to start with the hive report, and then I'm going to talk about the new release of my uh, beginner beekeeping class that just launched yesterday. So let's start with the hive report. Doing walk-arounds with the hives and also monitoring with the internal um, sensors and finding a couple of things. This, obviously, the sensors are very sensitive to where the cluster may be. So in one hive, doing the thermal imaging, the cluster is very close to the top, which is where we have the sensor, the um, home accept sensor. And they're showing, you know, anywhere from 10 to 12 to 13 degrees. One case, 15 degrees when it's minus one or zero outside. Another hive, it has uh, three boxes, a deep and two mediums. And the bees are obviously in the lower section. So the temperature with the sensor is close to the uh, outside temperature. We did a, a thermal on it. And certainly there's a, there's a cluster of hives in the center. It's one of our strongest hives and probably should have worked to take a box off. I don't know if three boxes are necessarily something we should be doing in this climate, but nevertheless, it, it's, it's not something we're going to change now. So that, that thermostat is showing, um, you know, temperature that's quite cold. And then the third hive, which is a, uh, a double medium, um, because of the small size of that, is showing a temperature about 7 or 8 degrees Celsius above the outside. So it's always 7 or 8 or 9 degrees, depending on what's going on. And we looked at it as well with the thermal imaging camera, the FLIR, and it's, uh, uh, the cluster is in the first level. Uh, probably a smaller cluster than the others. It was a later split, but still it seems to be quite healthy so far. Still having issues with the pine grove hive and the, and the uh, humidity. I'm not sure what's going on there, and I don't want to open it up, of course, because it's too cold. So it's going to be one of the first hives we look at when we get into March, April, just to see what's going on when we put a proper cover on it so that we don't have the bees using propolis and sticking our screen to the frames, which make it almost un inaccessible uh, to, to treat or do anything else with. The other hives all appear to be doing well. Those that we have a sensor in them, those that we don't, we see a bit of activity where there's some, you know, uh, dead bees being brought out at certain times because we, you know, push those away. And the next time we come by, there may be some more. So there seems to be uh, life happening. Uh, the trail cams we have throughout the property tells us an increase in um, wildlife movement from uh, everything from uh, deers to coyotes to foxes to turkeys to you name it rabbits so the transformation of our, our 50 acre farm back to nature not only helps pollinators and insects and plants but also of course animals which causes a whole ecosystem to begin to become developed um, other than that we're looking at doing some ordering of hive covers uh, again as i said the moisture blankets appeared to be propolized down onto the bee frames so we're going to have to put a wooden cover uh, above the frames with holes in it and screens so that the air can move up but the bees won't be able to uh, to stick the uh, screens back down onto the frames which will cause damage and, and some of the um, pine shavings to fall into the into the hive 
Also, a couple of points we'll be we'll be looking at Hive Health in different ways as we order for some equipment and start planning. Depending on the survival rate, how many hives we need to split, how many we can leave and let them just swarm on their own. That'll be something we'll obviously be discussing in future shows as we approach March and April and we see the survivability of our hives. Now, the, the exciting news is I've been spending a great deal of time working on a, on a new class, uh, a beginner beekeeping class. And it's designed to, um, you know, I, I really looked at the mistakes I made um, and I, when I got started and, and what would help someone who's getting started today and because there's so much information I mean and as I say in the in the class it's all good information it's just different so you have people who at one end and there's a great blog I, I watch and listen to regularly uh, the Canadian beekeepers blog from Manitoba very much a farm approach to beekeeping bees are like livestock so there's they're they're you know, they're designed to create honey and maximize honey output, which is perfect, fine for that environment and certainly speak highly of what uh, this man's doing in his, his approach. It's great. Uh, there are a number of them in the States as well. But they all have different approaches as to how they handle swarms and, and queens and, 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 you know, how close the hives are in the apiaries and so on. So those are all, those are all fine. But what I, what I did is came up with the way that to this point, and I guess future lessons and future classes will talk about outcomes. So um, let me go through the 13 uh, different lessons that we created, just launched yesterday. Uh, I, I did, I, number one, I talk about bee helpers or beekeepers, and I, I address the issues I just discussed. The second lesson is on understanding regulations. Here in Ontario, we have very specific beekeeping or bee helping regulations. So wherever you live, you probably do as well, or you may not, but it's important to understand that. Third, learn about the importance of habit, habitat, micro and macro. Learn how to choose equipment. And that was an important one, I think, because I made a lot of mistakes with equipment. You see a lot of beekeepers on YouTube that use hardly any equipment. They might have a veil and a hat on or, or something, but uh, some you see with the full garb, which is what I do from head to toe. Other people don't, and I talk about why and what you might need. Uh, lesson five, learn how to get a hive or two. You know, what, what's the step in getting a hive? You know, my belief is when you get a hive, you should get a complete hive that's overwintered one year because that gets you started without a lot of having to interact with your hive before you're ready. Number six, learning how to split a hive. And, and of course, I talk about a walk-away split. And another technique I'll be talking about next year, I'm trying again this year, uh, which is a bit controversial because I don't know if too many people do it. It's where you have a double, so you might have a deep and a medium. You wait until April, May, and you simply separate the two, and you take one a bit away from the other, and that's your second hive. Now, there's a lot of risk, risk there, right? Because you don't know if there's eggs or the queen or what's going on. There's no, there's no queen excluders between these two. But I did this last year and was quite successful. did a couple trials like this, and it was quite successful. So without having to disrupt the bees other than moving them, you don't have to open them up and rip out uh, frames or any of that kind of stuff. I'll see how that goes because that's still, you know, even if 50% make it, the other 50% will still be viable for some reason. You can then, you know, re-put them on another hive and so on. Uh, number seven, learn how to catch a swarm. 
Number eight, learn about hive inspections. Lesson nine, learn about the importance of propolis. And we will be installing a, a few propolis, um, I don't know what they call them, I call them sort of, um, you know, equipment that the bees put the propolis, you take it off the hive, you then put it in a freezer, you break it all up, and then you have propolis. We want to test uh, with scientific uh, means and know what is in our propolis in different parts of the property. So that's one of the research projects we'll be doing this year. Learn how to watch for and treat mites naturally. Lesson 11, learn how to prepare for cold winters. Lesson 12, learn about hive monitors. And lesson 13, did I forget to talk about honey and some other issues such as feeding your bees that I don't really discuss and why. So that's the 13 lessons and you can you can observe it or get to it. And it, it's quite easy. You go to wildflower, uh, you go to HTTP, sorry, and all that fancy stuff. And you go to wildflower-b-farm.teachable.com. And you can see the preview. You can preview a simple lesson. If you want to get started, it's $25 for the entire lesson. Any funds we do receive will go to continuing our work here on the farm, buying equipment, bees, seeds for wildflowers, and so on. So hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll have a look. Even if you're wanting just to help the bees, you may not want to start beekeeping or have a hive right now but at least it will help you with some ideas as to what goes on and in a philosophy and there are many philosophies out there and I'm, I'm suggesting that regardless of how someone is raising bees it's a good thing if they're bringing hives in and they're and they're trying to help them survive and thrive so i'm hank from the wildflower bee farm look forward to speaking with you again next week